Good morning, or good afternoon. Wipe the sleep out your eyes, because it's me, it's me, it's the big guy KG, and I'm coming through with another episode of the Sunday Rise. Yes, indeed, yes, indeed. Start this all right, though. Everybody say, oh, it's 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 uh, February 14th, it's Valentine's Day. Oh, baby, I'm so in love with you, uh-uh. Kill that noise. You got to be in love with them 365. Today, we don't celebrate Valentine's Day. We celebrate something way better, something way bigger. My big sister, Valerie, today is her birthday. I don't recognize Valentine's Day because today is her day. And nothing else need to be overshadowing her day. So a huge happy birthday to the one, the only, Miss Valerie, wife of Big Jim. I can't sit and put it in the words, but I'm going to try. This woman has meant a lot to me for the last, shoot, 24, 25 years. Working my first job. Had to get back and forth to work. She made the sacrifice. Let me sleep on her couch and took me to work at 5 a.m. And made sure I got to work every day on time. I had... A tragedy happened where I lost my girlfriend, my uncle, and my aunt in a four-day span. She was the one that consoled me. She was the one that kept me together. She gave me relationship advice over 20 years ago that I still use today. I guess that's why I got a successful marriage now. So I got to give a big shout-out to Valerie. Happy birthday. I love you. Uh... Once we get all this COVID stuff done, I swear we're going to have like a huge, a huge cookout. We're going to shut the park down type cookout. Get BJ to get one of the New York strips to put on the grill and we're going to do the damn thing. But today we don't celebrate Valentine's Day. We celebrate Valerie. That's who we celebrate today. All right. Now let's get into the, the show here. Um. Yeah, I can be sentimental at time. I can be mushy, but you know we got this this thing here at Sideline Junkies, and we've been talking about it for quite some time. You got to give people their flowers while they're here, while they can smell them. And I'm a self-aware man. I've been that's my my theme for this week: being self-aware. And over the time, I haven't been giving people their flowers. Hey, it's time to change that. I'm, I'm giving flowers to those that are here so they can enjoy them while they're here. And on air, on Instagram, social media, period, I'm going to do it. So I had to, had to start this show off right and, and gush a little bit about my big sister, Valerie. I had to because I don't I don't have to to, to talk to her every day to know she loves me and she don't have to talk to me every day to know that I love her. Um, we, we, we can talk about the, 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 the <laughs> big Jim say, I got her crying in target. I don't want you to cry now. I don't want you to cry now, but I mean, we can sit here and we can go. I can spend two hours talking about just the, the times we had working at Ritz. Like that's the only woman I know that drinks room temperature water. And you know, I had never seen it before until I actually did it. And I was like, oh, okay, this is pretty damn good. So believe me, over the years, I've learned a lot. I've learned an awful lot from her. Uh, and if you want to you wanna know what black love is, we talk about BJ. We talk about Jackie. Um, Jim and Valerie, that's black love right there. That is a standard. And it, it's it's beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. Uh, that's right. Be a power couple. Delonte say shout out to Val. You know, that, that's a power couple right there. That's that's what that is. I mean, I always joke about um, Storm and, and, and Black Panther being a power couple. Well, that's our Storm and Black Panther right there. That's our power couple. All right. So let, let, before I get too emotional here, let me go ahead and move on. Um, J.J. Watt. 
J.J. Watt asked for his unconditional release from the uh, Houston Texans, and he got it. Now, J.J. Watt ain't no, ain't, ain't no schlep. He ain't no schlep. But he said, mm, I think it's about two or three weeks ago, that he wanted to play with his brothers. Big Jim and Junior, you might have another Watt on your team. In the coming days, he was drafted in the first round of 2011 uh, draft, pick 11. Now, he's had some injuries. He's been dinged up a lot. But when he's on the field, he's a monster. 31 years old, uh, three-time defensive player of the year, five-time all-pro, five-time pro bowler, led the leagues in sacks two times. It's part of the 100 sack club. He won uh, the Burt Bell Trophy. Uh, the Burt Bell Award, I'm sorry, in 2014. He has 101 sacks, 61 pass deflections, 25 forced fumbles, 16 fumble recoveries, two interceptions, and four defensive touchdowns. And he got a couple offensive touchdowns too. So he, he, he's he's a Swiss Army knife when he's healthy. Uh, I, I got to say, I'm afraid that if Pittsburgh gets him, you know, it's like it's just like tuning up the band, and y'all get ready to go on a reunion tour because we know Pittsburgh has always been uh, known for their defense under Dick LeBeau, especially. You know, that's where they got the name Blitzburg and linebacker. You, you add JJ Watt to that mix, who boy, mm. and he don't have to be an every down pass rusher. <laughs> BJ just chimed in. He said, "All that means is the Steelers will lose to the Browns by three. <laughs> wow. I don't know. I don't know. But I mean, the Steelers—they need him. I mean, he said. I mean, I think that's the top of the list. I think Pittsburgh's the top of the list. Uh, second, which would be a good fit for him, and I'm not being selfish. I'm being very honest." Bring him into the rotation in Washington. Because uh, I don't think Washington's going to re-sign Ryan Kerrigan. And he's a – Ryan Kerrigan is a locker room presence. Um, J.J. Watt's a, a perennial all-pro. He's a locker room presence, too. I don't want to lose Kerrigan, but that's sentimental value to me. But – uh, if I'm not mistaken, Kerrigan's a part of the the uh, hundred sack club too. And BJ chimes in: Do he want to play with his brothers and win a ring? You want to win a ring? You better come on to Washington. That's what you better do. Because I mean, we on the cusp. We got to keep moving forward. See, normally what Washington does, they have a good season, and then they regress the following season, and then regress more the next season, and then they'll have a good season. And they might show a little bit of improvement, then they regress. Now, I want to keep showing improvement over and over and over and over and over. And BJ says, why isn't coming to play, coming in to play backup? But it's easier on his body. He's 31. Now, granted, 31 is not old. And football age is old. Um, Kerrigan's 32. And Kerrigan was in the same round. Kerrigan was picked 16th in that round. Um... Jeez, I just had all his stats, too, and I just clicked the page. Good grief. Boy, you got butterfingers. Um, nope, Kerrigan's not in, in the 100-sack club yet. He's four and a half sacks away from being a 100-sack club. But he has just as many forced fumbles and almost as many touchdowns. He has more interceptions, but not as many pass deflections. I mean, they're pretty much damn near the same player. But Watt is just dominant. Watt, Watt is 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 absolutely dominant. His motor is very, very high. And we got the man of the hour, the tower of power, too sweet to ever be sour. Delonte calling in. Hello, good sir. What's the deal, my brother? What's the deal? What's happening, man? Just sitting here talking to little J.J. Watt and landing spots. And, uh, I've heard... Uh, Washington, of course, Pittsburgh's number one. Mm. I've heard Washington. I've also heard uh, Cleveland, him and Miles Garrett. 
Uh, I've even heard the Jets. I don't know why he would go to the Jets. But, um, yeah. A lot of a lot of the places that I've heard are all East Coast teams, either East Coast or, or you know closer to the East Coast because Cleveland's not like Midwest, right? But you know I've heard all East Coast teams, and I'm just I'm I'm wondering. I mean, I think eighty five percent of them is uh places where you know he can win but the jets ain't won and the midnight rider checked in uh green bay kansas city and the rams ooh him and Aaron donald together healthy oh lord yeah I, nice. I i have i've heard the rams i've heard the packers too um just yeah that's B, what bj uh, said he putting his money at yeah mm-hmm. Because if BJ going to put money on that, I think I'll take that action. I don't think he's going to Green Bay. I'll take that action. Uh, and I, I know you hear me, B, you, you know, $5 on that. Oh. You know, let me know how you feel about that. If you want that action, give me $5 that he won't go to Green Bay. 20 Oh, Lord. Take it. Take it. Um, I'm going to go ahead and take it. I'm going to go ahead and take Look, I already owe BJ. I owe him lunch. I owe him dinner. Dang. I think I owe college tuition for one of the kids. Um I, I I owe BJ a lot, man. And it's all because of the Wizards, though. Cause I said, oh, the Wizards gonna win 50 games. You know, they 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 won 50 the season before, and it's gonna be either 55 or 60. Yeah. Well, that didn't work out too much. I I think uh I think that the logical let me see. If, if I was in JJ Watt's uh head, I would definitely say it would come down to the Packers. Washington, definitely Pittsburgh, uh, or the Rams. Um, the the Jets, <laughs> come on, man. Nah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Nah. You know what I'm saying? And, and no disrespect to the Jets or their fans. Um, I know a few Jets fans, you know what I'm saying? Many blessings and, and a lot of prayers out to y'all. Um, I, I I think the the wisest, his wisest choice will be will come down to either the Packers or Washington. Of course, the sentimental choice would be Pittsburgh because he could, you know, he could run with his brothers. Um, there'd be nothing great than you know you playing pro football with your, your siblings. Yeah. I, but I, I think um, you know the logical choice, like Washington, because Washington they're on their way up. I think I'm looking at the NFC East. They're going to run the NFC East for the next two seasons, maybe three, because that because that y'all defense, man. Y'all defense is gonna get better and better and better, and and imagine him on one end and you know Chase Young on the other end. That's that's gonna be terrorizing for quarterbacks. Um, Green Bay, you know, uh, is always a thing where a lot of these players they they go home, you know, later in their careers to play. Uh, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't work. JJ Watt. You know, he, he's had quite a few injuries throughout his career, but I think there's something that, that can work. Um, so you definitely can't count on Green Bay. But um, and, and then the Rams, him and Aaron Donald on the line together. Oh, man, you, you can forget about it. You can forget about it. Absolutely right. But I, uh, I think, you know, that's 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 a dream scenario. In my opinion, I think that's a dream scenario. I'm not even sure what their cap space looking like, but. I would definitely say uh, sentimental fi- uh, favorite pick man Pittsburgh, but then you know you got Green Bay because I think Green Bay has the money for him, or Washington because he can come and he can like win, and you know the 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 culture there's definitely a noticeable culture change in Washington, so mm-hmm. you know I think that's what he should you know kind of focus on now. BJ, ch- he, he chimed in. He said, Watt would be foolish not to jump to the final four. Now, Stefan Diggs had already shot his shot at J.J. Uh, Watt. And he was like, let me holler at you for a minute on Twitter. And I'm like, that's what Buffalo needs. But he's needed in Buffalo. A, a dominant pass rusher, he, he's needed in Buffalo. Let's put Buffalo on that list, too. Um, yeah. The Midnight Rider checked in. He don't he don't understand. He don't see Washington. He says, uh, Young Sweat, Smith Williams at DN, um, I night is pain, Allen, settle. We good. And Pittsburgh is over the cap. And then BJ yeah, said they, they like the message. 
um, JJ Watt liked the message from Stefan Diggs. I look, I mean, granted, teams that could use them most definitely Buffalo could, you know, because BJ, he every time he talked about Buffalo, we don't have a push, a pass rush, we don't have a pass rush, and you know what one guy, guy can do if he can just take up a double team. All somebody else got to do is get free. Right. You know, if he just he's a space eater because everybody focused on him, somebody else is going to get free. It makes the defense better when you got that one dominant guy. Um, You know, another team I heard. Who's that? I don't mean to cut you off, KG. The Bucks. I can believe it. The Bucks, But I don't know what the cap space looking like. And, uh, and shout out to Ben for the clarification. Pittsburgh, they, their cap space is, is kind of is like etchy sketchy. So I don't even know if they have the money. I don't even think they have the money for them. And Ben chimed but, in and says Sue and Watt. Uh, and Dominican Sue is not the, the dominant force he once was. He was very, very quiet this season. And I, I get it. But I'm not eh, – I've never been really impressed with Indomitian Sue. You know, I, I, I thought his story was great. But, I mean, his dominant games were in, against trash teams. When we played Detroit, in Detroit, he had a dominant game. But that's because they started damn Rex Grossman. They started John Beck. You know, it was like games like that. He had dominant games. But when you went against the elite of the elite, you know, they, you know, you was a grizzly bear against us, but you was a teddy bear against them. So I, I, I never, I never got him. And Ben just put his hat in. He said $5 on the white destination pool. Hey, we're going to settle, we'll settle that up off air. You know, we get that together and just put that money together. I mean, if I got to pay BJ 20, I'm going to get 20 off of him. I'm going to find a way to get my money back. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm all in on the uh, what what destination pool. Yeah, you 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 in on that? You you, you gonna put five dollars in that pool? Yeah, count me in. All right, we'll we'll, we'll start picking out teams, you know I mean? yeah. and I, I'll, I'll figure out how to take y'all money. That's most definitely. Um, I just think that wherever he lands, that's gonna be a team to watch defensively. And only reason why I threw Washington in the mix because right now we're the team to watch defensively. You know, a lot is expected of this defensive unit this upcoming season. Um, and another dominant piece. And you know, I, I I don't I don't see Watt coming in here as a backup. I see you being able to move guys like Sweat and uh and um um Chase Young around. Because they're not in one standard spot. And I thought Chase Young was so dominant when he was coming off the edge standing up. Because it, it's like it, it's nothing holding him back. And he got that lean forward. And I got – I mean, I, don't don't please. I'm not trying to be blasphemous. I'm just saying. I got Lawrence Taylor vibe seeing him do it. And then he started the blitz. And then he would turn back around and then drop back in the coverage. And – him dropping back in the coverage. Oh, what game was that? I want to say it was the Cincinnati game. He dropped back in the coverage, confused the hell out of the quarterback. And this is before Burrow went out. He dropped back, and it confused him, and we got a sack because he thought Chase was coming. But he didn't account for Allen and Sweat. And I'm like, that right there. I, I would love that because you don't know Who's coming? Because all those guys can drop back in the coverage. And you don't know who the hell's coming. And then when Ionitis gets healthy and having him in the middle pushing that pocket, oh, my God. <sighs> oh, the possibilities. Mm. I would say pencil is in, but I'm not even going to say that. I'm not going to say it. So, But we will keep a definite eye on the J.J. Watt situation. Um. I will be taking notes after the show, gentlemen, just to let you know what you're putting your money on. BJ says Green Bay. I say $20 anywhere but Green Bay. So uh, taking all side bets to anybody listening, you want to put in on this pool, Sideline Junkies is the cash app. You can go ahead and drop that in there. So uh, we, we can uh, 
get this together and I can pretty much legitly take your money. Because I'm down to do it. I tried to give you money the last two weeks. You didn't want it, so now I'm taking your money. So, um, moving along, staying in the NFL. Britt Reed, we didn't talk about this during the Super Bowl week. Um, former Kansas City Chiefs linebackers coach and Andy Reid's son is facing a number of legal questions and charges. Uh, he he had an accident before the Super Bowl car accident that left the five-year-old in a coma, severely injured. Um, says that he was <laughs> he took his meds and he was drinking before he decided to drive. I, I just I don't I don't understand why. Anybody would drink and drive. I don't understand if you take a meds. I don't understand why you would take meds and then go drive when the meds say, you know, do not operate heavy machinery. I don't know what he was on, but Kansas City didn't immediately fire him. They let his contract run out. And my first question to you, Delante, them letting his contract run out, I think that was – decent of them or did you think he should have been fired immediately should have been fired immediately and, and kansas city um to in my opinion they're starting to kind of build a reputation of kind of just kicking things under the rug per se um not only do you have this situation you got the tyreek hill situation i guess where he uh kind of over disciplined a kid and you know i guess it kind of spilled over to his girlfriend something of that nature um, and they did handle the uh, the Kareem. Well, we've seen what happened with the Kareem Hill. No, what's the, what's the dude? Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt. My, my bad. Yeah, they saw what happened with that. It took them a minute, but you know, eventually they did release them. They didn't want to, but they had to. So, can but Kansas City they have a, a tendency of kind of uh being laxed as far as um, you know, uh, you know, discipline, you know, you know, you know what I'm saying offering discipline to those within their organization who do wrong things. Um, I think Tyree Hill, he, he got sent home for three days, uh, came back for that following game and killed, I forgot the team they played against, but he killed, um, no pun intended. But they, this, the Reed kid, I think, uh, I don't know, maybe, maybe he, you know, it was the benefit that uh, the coach is his, is his father, you know, you know how that go. Nepotism. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, maybe, you know, it was the, the that type of circumstance, but he, uh, that should have fired him. That should have fired him. You know, send a message. You know, like, you want to be this world-class organization. You want to take the reins from New, New England, you know, that, you know, we're going to dominate, but, you know, we're going to be classy about it, too. You know, send a message. You know, no, nah, don't let his contract run out for what? Fire him. You know what I'm saying? Leave that on his uh on his records, and then you know what I'm saying. It's just no. I mean, seriously, like it's it's fair. You got it. You got a kid in the hospital. You know what I'm saying. That's in the uh beyond the world of hurt, which is very unfortunate. So, ah man, should have fired him. Let his contract run out. But let me ask you this, and this is this is one of the things, and I'm glad you brought up uh Kareem Hunt and Tyreek Hill because I think I got those two gentlemen mixed up. Tyreek Hill was the one. That was this that disciplined his son. Uh, he, he he got that butt, but I thought that came out the reason why he didn't get released or disciplined because it found it was found out that his girlfriend actually lied because he didn't want to be with her anymore. If I'm not mistaken, that was the the case why he didn't get released. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, that yeah that was the same thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Where she was like, "Well, I made it up because I'm the one that hit him, and I called the police on you because." Yada yada. I think it was because he didn't want to be with him. I mean, that's mostly the 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 reasoning why some females try to ruin another player's career. Because if you uh, think back, you think back to remember Shady McCoy, an old girl mm -hmm. tried to say that he can't. He paid people to come in and rob the house and beat her. But we talked about that, and we waited for something to come out about that, and then nothing. No settlement. No nothing. You notice that? Right. It was yep. real quiet. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott suspended for six games 
when it when he had actually had video evidence. Now, mind you. Cowboys. I want to have Ezekiel Elliott on the field when we beat the Cowboys. And I, I'm like, wait, hold on. If she just said, I'm going to ruin your career on tape, how is he suspended? And I mean, it was because of the ballroom brawl thing, too. But you still punished him for something that he was innocent of. Now, Britt Reed didn't get fired. They let his contract expire. And now what? I mean, is he going to face legal charges? Is he going to be – I mean, I'm hoping this little girl pulls through and doesn't have any lingering effects. But – and, you know, the family has said they want more than thoughts and prayers from the Kansas City Chiefs. Right, as they should. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And, you know, as a parent, you have to – any parent, you put yourself in that situation. Whether it's a big organization or it's, it, it, it's a little old lady. And she does something negligent and causes an accident. I want more than thoughts and prayers from this person. Like you turn my family upside down. Right. You know, I, I just. Uh, I, I just blessings to the young girl, her family. She's only five years old. Um, I hope and pray she pulls through it. And I mean can't imagine it man i can't imagine the pain that her parents are going through so um sticking with the nfl ex <laughs> jaguars coach chris doyle resigned thursday at 35 hours 35 hours after signing to be on uh urban Meyer's coaching staff uh because of things that he did at iowa um Calling players, uh, <laughs> oh boy, calling yeah. black players racist names. Oh yeah. Um, let me let me get it right here. Oh guys, from ninety nine to twenty twenty, he trained one hundred and twenty student athletes who actually joined professional teams. Uh, on June fifteenth, they had a separation agreement with the school. Where he he wound up making one point one million dollars under this separation agreement. Then he was uh he he was accused of racism and bullying, and multiple Iowa players spoke out about racial disparities in the Iowa program and incidents where Doyle allegedly made racist comments and belittled players. So Urban Meyer decided that it was okay to put this dude on his staff, and you know. I mean, we, we talk about it all the time here. We talk about it amongst ourselves. Controversy creates cash. Thank you, Eric Bischoff. But in this situation, this type of controversy, especially in the climate that the world is in today, is not going to create cash. It's going to create a problem. So, and then Urban Meyer stood on the table for this dude, pretty much. He stood on the table because he said, you know, I stand behind him and this, that, and other, then the dude turns into his resignation. My whole thing is, if you got accusations of racism and bullying, now if you're innocent of those accusations, you're not going to sign a separation agreement. You're not going to resign from your job. You're not going to leave. So, you're a racist and a bully. And the thing is, you, 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 you were a bully to college students. Imagine if he would have tried that in the NFL with a grown ass man. Mm. I think, honestly, think that uh, he would have got knocked the fuck out. Yeah, he got his block knocked off. Quit. But it, it, yeah. And now he was he was hired as the director of sports performance. For the Jacksonville Jaguars on February 11th. And he pretty much resigned the end of the next day. Bro, he should have never been hired. He shouldn't be working anywhere with anybody. Because obviously you don't know what to say out of your mouth. 
And I, I'm I'm kind of scratching my head at why Urban Meyer would uh would make a hiring such as this. I, I don't I don't understand. So, but he gone. But I'm still looking at Urban Meyer with the side eye. And I think any potential free agents are looking at Jacksonville like, hold on, if you a high cause, maybe you can tone you condone that type of shit. Yeah, I'm not going down there. I'm good. So you got to think about the repercussions of that too. Um, switching gears. NBA. Man of the hour, Delonte. Who's the hottest team in the NBA right now, in your opinion? Who's your must-watch team? I'm gonna say Utah. <laughs> I'm gonna say Utah. Like they. They they've been uh they they've been whooping they've been whooping some teams' ass man you know what I'm saying I I, I would say Phoenix shout out to Phoenix they they my honorable mention but Utah it's all about Utah right now they've been on a on a ass kicking mission you know what I'm saying like um, Donovan Mitchell's coming to his own Rudy Gobert you know he's he is who he is you know what I'm saying they have a a, a quiet yet effective nucleus out there. I love I, I love where Utah is going, man. So shout out to the Jazz. And, and the Midnight Rider agrees with you, Utah. Utah is twenty two and five. They're uh, nine and one in their last ten. They're number one in the West. Um, sustainability. I mean, keep it going. Uh, I gotta agree with you, Utah. I mean, outside of any other team, like especially my Bulls. But uh, I got I, I like watching Utah. I like watching, uh, of course, the Lakers. But Utah, they, 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 you know, they piqued my interest maybe about a week and a half ago, and I've been kind of keeping up with them, peeking in here and there. Now football's over. I can sit down and I actually watch a few games. But you gave an honorable mention. I'm going to tell you this, and it, their record does not show it. But I've been looking at the Hornets a lot. I've been watching a lot of Hornets highlights and, and checking them out. I want to know more about them. Uh, they're only 13 and 14 now, but they're 6 and 4 in their last 10. Um, five games out of first place in a sixth seat in the East. Um, but I've been keeping an eye on them. Uh, once again, uh, LaMelo Ball has proved that his game, excuse me, can translate to the NBA, and I like it. Um, I'm pulling for them, but Utah got to be the hottest team in the NBA right now. And speaking Agreed. of hot teams, got a question for you. Mm -hmm. Can the New York Knicks, the New York Knickerbockers, make the playoffs this year? Uh, yesterday, uh, they, beat, they beat the Rockets, the hot Rockets. The Rockets were hot for a little bit. They cooled off a little. They beat them 121 to 99. Uh, I I would probably have an answer for that. I would say probably in March. <laughs> Actually, which is in like a few weeks. Um, yeah, it is. If I had the answer today, I would say yeah. Of course, there'll be a seven or eight seed. Um, because you know the oh, it's not really a lot of teams making a lot of noise in the East this year. Um. Boston, I think, still trying to find his footing. Then they subject to trade rumors. Uh, Milwaukee, they doing what they do. Uh, you know, so I, I I, think they can. I think they can. This this is definitely a better Knicks team. And then they, they got, uh, you know, veteran um, leadership with uh, D. Rose back. Mm -hmm. They could definitely make it. I'm, they'll, they'll be a seven or eight seed, you know, and that's no diss. I'm just, you know, speaking you know, from a reality standpoint, but yeah, so they can make it. Well, Big Jim says no. Uh, I don't think this is not the Knicks that we were talking about. Uh, what was that? That was two years ago. We were all talking about let's go ahead and just five to Winnebago, go up to New York, um, and make this Knicks squad because we can make the playoffs ourselves. And be good. But this ain't that Knicks squad no more. Um, Derrick Rose came into town off a trade from uh, Detroit. And he took the young guards out. Gave him his phone number. And told him straight up. You know, you need something. You want to know something. Call me. 
and Derrick Rose ain't a, he's not a talker. He's not the type of person that really talks to a lot of people. But to see him like that, and I'm already a big Derrick Rose fan. I, I mean, I never wanted him to go back to Detroit. I didn't want him to go to the Knicks either. I wanted him to come home, come to Chicago, come back home. That's what I wanted. But uh, the Midnight Rider checked in. Uh, Emmanuel quickly has has to keep giving them buckets. Yeah, he do. And he says, yes, they will make the playoffs. Julius Randle, 22 last night. Uh, quickly, 22. 16 from D. Rose. 15 from Peyton. Uh, Noel chimed in with 10. 10 and 6. I mean, it's possible. And uh, Jim I says he got his seven right now. Yeah, they are. They are number. They on the seventh spot. Um, okay. See, see there. You know what I'm saying? Let's, I mean, if, if they can maintain, that's that's that remains to be seen. But Miami, Miami's picked up some wins too over the past few weeks. Uh, Jimmy Butler, he's back from um, COVID protocol. Uh, so you know what I'm saying? They they starting to kind of find their footing down there in South Beach, but. Yeah, the Knicks is like I said, like a seven, eight C type of situation. A good thing they did, uh, and this is a sidebar. I mean, of course, get D Rose back, but they let Dennis Smith Jr. go. That kid, man, oh man. All the talent in the world, but can't put it together. It's for him, it's talent, but I think uh it, it, I don't know. I don't want to I don't I can't really put my finger on it if it just like high school and college. Well, he only did it a, a year in college, but that one year in college, it, it was pretty. It was pretty decent. Um, I think he would have benefited from staying maybe two seasons in college. But I get it. He was, you know, what I'm saying highly touted. You know, what I'm saying in, in high school. Uh, I don't know, he just he he disappointed me for real. I thought Dennis Smith Jr. was going to come in and you know, what I'm saying and, and make an impact. He got drafted the uh, top ten draft pick. Dallas. I'm like, okay, you know, we we about to see something in Dallas. Nope, they traded his ass. Mm -hmm. Okay, all right, well, maybe, you know, he'll redeem himself in New York. Nope, they traded his ass. I think, is he in the G League now? Did they put him down? Hold on, let me me check, let me check. I I know he was, he requested to go to the the G League so he can kind of get, you know, his whole overall thing together, his mental, his game, all that. But he ended up getting traded. Right. So I don't know. Detroit sent him down. Yeah, I, yeah. I have to. I have to do some research off air and check. But yeah, I, I, I would say he's my biggest disappointment. Him. Uh, the Midnight Rider says Dennis Smith Jr. Super Saiyan like cancer. He got he got Gottlieb fired in NC State. Ugh. Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. He yeah, Dennis Smith. Yeah, he, he has a. Uh, uh, he he got to change. He got to step his maturity game up too. I don't I don't understand that. You have the world at your fingertips, and you don't want to work on your craft. I, I maybe maybe it's because I've never had that level of success. So I know every day is a grind, but even when, even with the success that I've had in life, I knew from, you know, cousins, uncles, you know, what gets you there doesn't keep you there. So you got to work even harder. Right. And that's the mentality that I've had my whole entire adulthood because, you know, younger, you're like, well, I got here. You know, it was easy getting here. I'm going I'm to keep doing my thing. And then you fall off. Can't figure out why you fall off. But as an adult, you know, you got to keep working. You got to keep evolving. And especially in the, in the NBA, the NBA has evolved. And it's turned in from a mid-range back to the basket, a uh, lot of layup score to a three-point shooting lead. Mm-hmm. You got seven-footers shooting three, you know, like it's nothing. Like it's a layup. And then you think back into the nineties when Manute Bowl was shooting threes, it was something outrageous and crazy, but he was hitting them, so it was exciting. Now you see it and it's like ho hum. So you know the game is evolving. If he can't keep up with the evolution of the game and keep his head straight, I got him being out the lead. 
within the next year and a half. And I mean out. I think he'll mm. be in the CBA somewhere. And I don't mean Continental Basketball I, Association. I mean China. Yeah, I I, I say season because one thing that it, it just it just dawned on me. This is he's still on. I, I want to say he's still on his rookie contract. And all this is, is happening. Let me find out. I got you. Yeah, I, I I believe this is still his rookie. He like he hasn't even you know put his put the pin down to that second contract yet. That's not okay. All right, you you know you prove you know you got the professionalism, and you know the 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 you know the way about you know you know whoop, whoop, whoop. you know what I'm saying. Hey, let, let's sign this contract. We'll give you a little bit more money. You know what I'm saying. Put you and your family in a better situation. But you're on that rookie contract. So, I mean, it's a good contract. He's a top 10 draft pick. So, mm-hmm. I'm sure his family, you know what I'm saying, they probably ain't hurting. But, you know, they ain't hurting today. You know what I'm saying? Let's, let's, you know what I'm saying, like five years later, like, you know, if you ain't handling your business, then come on, man. You know what I'm saying? I've I, I seen a lot of busts mm-hmm. over the years. You know what I'm saying? I didn't, I didn't think it would be one. I'm not calling him one yet because, you know what I'm saying, it, it, it's, you know, he's still playing, but. Man, you gotta you gotta look this up in the mirror and say, all right, man, I, I gotta make some changes. And Ben say he is on his rookie contract. Looking at up on uh, SportsTrack.com, where I look all contract information up. Uh, signed a four year, seventeen million dollar contract with the Dallas Mavericks rookie deal. Yeah. All seventeen hundred eighty eight thousand five hundred fifty seven dollars were guaranteed. Hmm. Um. Base salary of five million six hundred and eighty-six thousand six hundred and seventy-seven dollars. Yeah, save your money. If you if this the third team that you've been trading to and you're still in your rookie deal, save your money, man. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Invest in some stocks and bonds or something. You know what I'm saying? Like I ain't saying it's over, but <laughs> well, man, I don't you know what I'm saying. My, the the midnight rider himself is spelling it out. Yeah, exactly. Best team. So Bus. I can't argue. Yeah, I can't argue. Not at all. You better, you better step it up like today. You know, I woke up this morning like, all right, you know what I'm saying? Let me do something. And he had a shoe deal. Ooh, and he got a shoe that... deal with, uh, with Under Armour. Oh, Lord. Yeah. Well, uh, you know Steph, that. I mean, Steph Depending Curry endorsed deal. You know, North Carolina ties. D- d- depending on um how that deal worked out, you know, that's how a lot of people make their money. Like, Iverson got a lifetime contract. With Reebok, so he's always gonna have money coming in from Reebok. Um, but it could be like Shaq's deal. When Shaq got out of his Reebok deal and went independent, and he make more money independent than he did when he was with Reebok. But you gotta actually have something, some sort of substance. You gotta have something to carry you over to the masses to make them wanna buy your shoe. I don't see anybody running out, you know, buying a, the Dennis Smith. Junior fools, shoot, you're crazy. There was there was a line at uh, downtown locker room. They was like, I was like, damn. What? I said the new Jordans come out. I was like, nah, the, the new uh, the new DS uh, um, Junior joints about to come out. I'm like, oh, who the hell is that? Wow. Nah, I'm, I'm playing. <laughs> look, 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 look. I'm about to say, damn, for real. I, nah, this is why I online shop. <laughs> nah, that's that's the worst lie I've told this year, and we ain't even in March yet. I think that that will be the worst lie to. Oh Lord! So that's that's a freebie to everybody out there. Oh wow! No line, no line for the the DS Junior Under Armors, the 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 low cuts. Nah. nah. But now Steph Curry, I, I know every time Steph Curry releases a new shoe, my phone goes off, and I you know I'm looking, and, and who else? You know who it is? It's Dario. Hey, Dad, the new uh, Steph Curry's came out. Can I get them? How much are they? I don't, you know, normally they're they not really expensive. I'm like, yeah, man, what size? 14, okay. All right. 13, 14, something like that. All right, dude. All right. Now just, just look, we'll just put them on the card. Don't even worry about it. I'm, I'm not going to the store. We'll order them off East Bay, free shipping. They be here in three days. And, and that's about it. I, but I, I'm not, I'm not standing in line for, no Dennis Smith Jr. uh under armors. So unless that's an ironclad deal, he'll wind up getting dropped from that too. And you don't want to see it happen, but damn it, if you're not true to your dad gonna cry, if you're not true to this damn game, 
you're not going to be here long. Yeah. You're gonna be you're going to be a comet across the sky. And it, 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 it's a, it's one thing. It's guys that have came through this league in the last 35 years that were comets across the sky. And you got those comets that you kind of see and they just, you know, they, they're bright early and then they fizzle out. And then you got those ones that are bright the whole way through until they come down. But when they come down from being bright, it's injuries. I think Brandon Roy was a comet. But injuries took him out. Uh, I'm trying to think off the top of my head. I can't. I can't. Think I, of it. I, I got, got one. Comment, I, I got Steve, one. Who's that? Steve Francis. A comment. Yes, that, that a comment that burned out too quickly. Steve and then on, Francis, man, too too much partying out there down in Houston. And get, and I see, he got traded with two teams within a season. I was like, damn, mm-hmm. Steve, and you and you and you you from home? You from here? You're a home team. Tacoma Park's finest. Yeah. Where'd he go? He went to Orlando, then New York. Yeah, Orlando, then New York. They sent them to New York, and they had already had like three other point guards in the roster. I was like, oh, that's over for this man. I want to say he went to Memphis, but then by then he was just he was a and 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 no this no this. Uh, I I I got all the special work for Steve Francis, but I'm gonna call it. You know what I'm saying? Like like it is. He was a drunken mess by the time he got to Memphis. Well, it, 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 it hurts to even say that because that, that was that was my guy when he was in Maryland, man. Yeah, that was my guy when he was in um when he was in Houston. I thought you know what I'm saying. He was gonna come challenge uh, AI. It, him, uh, Katino Mobley. Oh man, who it was him, Katino Mobley, Mobley, Kelvin Cato. Yeah, that that was their kind of big three, but they they just couldn't get past Sacramento. No, nah, they couldn't. You know, Sacramento was in the in the waning years, but they couldn't get past Sacramento. Then Lakers, and, and of course, the Spurs were on top. Um, the Lakers and came back, and it was just a lot that that went into that. Then he come to the East, and he couldn't do nothing in the East. I mean, but now the other end of that spectrum, being a comment. You could be a Vince Carter. And no disrespect to Vince Carter. I, I mean, I believe he's going to be voted into the Hall of Fame first ballot. But let's not overstate Vince Carter's career. Yeah. He didn't compete for anything outside of the first five years of his 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 time in uh, the league. Vince Carter oh. played four decades and only played for a contender twice. Okay. Okay. All right. Go ahead. Yeah. I mean, let, let's not overstate that. Because when he had chances to go to a contender like the Spurs and possibly win a ring and contribute, because he, he, he was still playing. He could still give you buckets. He could, I mean, he wasn't giving you 25. He was maybe giving you 15 to 17 a night, but he was still effective. He could have went somewhere like San Antonio, like Steven Jackson, like Tracy McGrady. And make the finals. Sniff it, at least. Yes. But Vince Carter spent four days, four decades running and jumping. And you went to Sacramento. You went to Atlanta before they really built up in Atlanta. I, I, Memphis. I, Memphis. I, I don't want my career to, as an NBA player, I don't want my career to be spent just bouncing. You know, I'm half man, half amazing. Then all of a sudden I become a journeyman. I haven't tasted any any bit of success since I left New Jersey with Jason Kidd and Kenyon Martin, which were, they were exciting to watch. Oh, they, they, they had a squad. They had a squad. Right. But what did he win? If you look at Vince Carter's career accolades, you look at his career highlights, how many, how many games, how many big games did he have in – how many? Uh, yeah, no, nah, you you make a point. My bad. I was thinking out loud. I'm, no, no, I'm no, no, you got it. You got finish. it. You you got it. Because I, 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 you know, I took his I took his game. I started to take his game serious. Like he was always, you know, saying like, of course, like top flight dumper and you know all this other stuff. But I 
took his game, his overall game serious. And it was 2001, the uh, seven-game series against Philly, because it was him and AI going back and forth, mm-hmm. back and forth. Yeah, he, you know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, shout out to Ben. He pointed out he missed that uh, the game-winning uh, shot in game seven, but that whole series, it was back and forth, back and forth. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't just dunks. It was, you know what I'm saying, turnaround, step-back jumpers and, you know, the, the things of that nature. You know what I'm saying? Smart shots, smart passes. Um you know, I, I really took his game serious. Started to take his game serious, and that that was the the, uh, the seven game um, battle with Philly right there. I was like, okay, all right, this, this dude, he more than dunking. Because if if he wasn't there, Philly would have won that, that series probably within like five games. Mm-hmm. Maybe. And the only reason why he missed that last shot, he was exhausted. I, I, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. He, he was exhausted because he put on the show. But after that, and and the Midnight Rider just checked in game seven versus AI and Philly. Yep. That's his play. That was his playoff moment. But that was 2001. You played until 2020. So 19 years. 19 years. You go from the Raptors. You forced your way out of Toronto because you wasn't making no money because they wouldn't put up the tax shield. You go to New Jersey. You know, exciting to watch. Then you go to Orlando. I don't even remember his time in Orlando. It was brief, just like the, uh, just like Steve Francis. Mm-hmm. Uh, Phoenix Suns for a season, three seasons with the Mavericks, three seasons with the Grizzlies, uh, a season with Sacramento, and two seasons with the Hawks. Then he had a buzzer beater. He was with he was with Dallas. He he had a buzzer beater. Mm-hmm. I do remember that. Against the Spurs. I remember that. And he actually gave Dallas a 2-1 uh, series lead. But I I, I want to say they lost every game after that. I, I do but, remember that. Yeah, so he yeah, he's had it. No, I, I, I agree. He, he's had his moments, but he hasn't. You know, yeah, ever, ever since he left New Jersey, he hasn't had the moment. Right. Was just, it, you know what I'm saying? All right, I, I like these colors. All right, let's, let's go to this city. <laughs> Now, I'm I'm gonna put this out here. Now, I'm 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 dating myself, and I'm also gonna date you. When we were in high school, and he was at North Carolina, yeah, that was that was a long time ago. Oh yeah, but I remember, and I'm sure you did it too. Now this is old blade. We had oh, who class was it? Matter of fact, you know whose class it was. It was Mr. Hogan's class. Whenever it was March, and we walked into the classroom, before we started, we got he used to let us watch at least 10 minutes of March Madness, especially if North Carolina was playing. And he would let us turn the TV on, periodically get a few checks. This is long before the internet. This is before smartphones and Google and all that. He would let us always get a check and see who doing what. He made sure if you walk past this classroom interchanging classes, he always had March Madness on the TV. So we were all excited to see what Vince in North Carolina was going to do. If you would have told me then that Vince Carter would have the career that he had now, up until this point, I would tell you you were lying. I never envisioned Vince Carter's career being more of a, a, a journeyman rather than uh, this this gentleman, this superstar that went from being a high-flying dunker to a great spot-up shooter from mid-range and, you know, could shoot a jumper and still score at will. Uh, coming out of out of North Carolina, I thought, you know, we always talk about who – this is after Jordan's retirement. So in 99, we were talking about who was the next Jordan. And everybody would say Vince Carter, but Michael Jordan himself said it was Kobe Bryant. And I was like, I don't see MJ and Kobe in the same realm. Why wouldn't he pick, you know, the Tar Heel? And I didn't understand it then. And then I, you know, over the years you see it. But if you would have told me 25 years ago, watching Vince Carter in college, uh, those first few years and and 
in Toronto that his career turned out this way, I would have told you a damn lie. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, resume, eight-time All-Star. He hadn't made the All-Star team since 2007. All-NBA second team in 2001. All-NBA third team in 2000. He was a rookie of the year in 99. Uh, All-NBA, All-Rookie all first team in 99. Of course, slam dunk championship in 2000. I think one of the greatest dunk contests we ever we ever seen, we ever witnessed. Um, NBA Sportsmanship Award, teammate in 2020, teammate of the year in 2016. Uh, Big Jim chimed in. Vince probably didn't care for the spotlight. Being the man in a high-profile city brings a lot of complaints when you don't win. Well, yeah, that's true. But you got to have thick skin. I, I mean, you want to be the guy. You got to have thick skin. You really do. I just – and the thing with Vince, now, if uh, – that 93 North Carolina team, those guys, when the Rasheed Wallace and Lynch and all those guys that left early, they went and never, never left early. And everything still happened the same way. You would have seen one of the greatest college basketball teams with the most NBA talent in uh, 96 or 95. I'm sorry. Because that year, Antoine Jameson came in, uh, if I'm not mistaken, you would have had Stackhouse. You would have had all these guys. And Big Jim. Oh, dang, I lost you. I thought I had you. But, you know, you would have had all these guys at one time. But I don't know, man. I I, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't know what in the world Ben Sanity was thinking there this whole career, but Looking at his stats, average 16.7 points a game, 4.3 rebounds, and 3.1 assists. Uh, two gold medals, one in Sydney in the Olympics and the FIBA America's Championship in San Juan in 03. Might be enough to get him in the Hall of Fame. Maybe first ballot, maybe not. Not 100% sure. Um, but who can tell? Uh we're going to put a pin in it right there. Uh, it's 133. Uh, for those that celebrate Valentine's Day, more power to you. Enjoy your day. To everyone listening, especially Big Sister Valerie, happy birthday. Uh, I wish you the happiest of 25ths. Um, enjoy it. Party like a rock star. And me, myself, I'm getting ready to watch Judas and the Black Messiah. I've uh, been holding on since Friday to watch it because I wanted to watch it with the whole entire family. So we're going to watch that. Probably be a double feature today, one night in Miami, a little bit of something like that. But I got to watch Judas and the Black Messiah, especially with Dario, uh, Black History Project. And we had already decided. At the beginning of the school year, we're doing Black History Projects. It's going to be on Fred Hampton. So that's going to get them started. And then I'll give them all my notes and everything that I have and say, hey, go get yourself an A. You know, let's hope this teacher doesn't grade on a scale like the one that when he did his Marcus Garvey project did, gave that boy a B. He worked three weeks on that project, gave that boy a B because it wasn't somebody she thought was relevant enough. But uh, I'm not going to go off into that. But A. We'll be back Tuesday for the Tuesday night flight. Back on regular schedule this week for the man of the hour, Delonte, the midnight rider, Big Jim, the boss BJ. I'm the big guy KG. I don't do no overtime. I am out of here.